Sophia DeLuce and Pam Fakui's salon feels private. From 10 in the morning, sometimes long into the night, they and their staff comb hair. Long, short, curly, straight, dyed black, dyed blue. And if you listen very carefully and get in very close, which you have to do for this job, you will always hear this sound. They comb a section of hair, then wipe the comb on a white towel. It's a kind of meditation. Comb, wipe, comb, wipe. What we do with the white towel is we wipe the bugs on it. I'm Casey Miner, and this is The Specialist. Wipe, comb, 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 wipe, comb. We're kind of incognito. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the whole situation of having lice. Lice. My name is Sophia DeLuce. I am the co-owner of Comb It Out Lice Removal. And my name is Pamela Fakui. I am also the co-owner. I, I get in there, comb lice. People have combed lice out of their hair for a long time. But as far as I can tell, lice combing salons are a relatively new kind of business. News stories about them start popping up around 2007. Today, if you can afford it, you have your choice of close to three dozen in the Bay Area alone. Most try to ease the embarrassment with cute names. There's Knit Pixies, Catcher's Knits, Hair Bears, and yes, Comb It Out. Okay, so tour. Okay, so obviously when you walk in... The Comb It Out Lice Removal Salon is in a strip mall in Concord, California. It shares a parking lot with a Starbucks, a tanning salon, and an indoor mini golf course. The logo on the window is a pert-looking pink and black comb next to a sign that says open. And the white window shades are always drawn. People can't see in, they can't look in, and you know, oh, 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 I know that family. Inside, the salon looks like, well, a salon. There's black leather swivel chairs next to stands with clean white towels and combs. But there aren't any mirrors on the walls. You don't really need to see what's going on. Of course, I kind of want to. What do they look like on the towel when it's covered with lace? I can look and see if we have one. Now's when you probably want to finish up that meal you're eating, maybe stop brushing your hair. But keep listening, I promise. It's not that bad, and this is information you can use. Okay, ready? Here are the facts. Head lice are little bugs that drink your blood and lay eggs in your hair. Your clean hair, by the way. They aren't dangerous, but they do spread. They're most common in kids. Kids are always touching each other's heads by running around and playing, sharing hats and brushes, having sleepovers, things like that. It used to be that if you had lice, you had to stay out of school until they were all gone. But some schools are changing that policy because lice don't carry disease. They won't make you sick, they just make you itch. Once one kid gets it, more kids can get it. And their parents, their friends, grandparents, nannies, you get the idea. Cases are not always obvious. If you've never seen it before, how do you know? You have no idea what you're looking for. An egg doesn't look like anything, looks like a piece of dandruff. So back to our demonstration. It's still early, around 10 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, before any clients arrive. So Sophia heads for one of the garbage bins near the chairs and pulls out just what I've been waiting to see, a used white towel. So this is a bad case right here. All right, well, it's a little less white now. It kind of looks like pepper. Like Like somebody sprinkled pepper. The specialist, not for the squeamish. We would say that they've had lice, I'd say about three months. 
it's a that's a good amount before yeah. they came in yes yeah and and a lot of them have done something at home so we really don't know how bad it really actually was. was yeah that's a good uh two-hour combing for us and they probably have to come in about three times to totally be cleared. Sophia and Pam say this is one of the reasons people come to them. Combing is tedious, it's time-consuming, and it's hard to be sure if you got all the lice. You can buy over-the-counter treatments, but they don't always work. A recent study even suggested that lice are evolving to resist the chemicals. And even if you do use a treatment, you still need to comb as a follow-up to pull bugs and eggs off the hair, strand by strand. But this does not stop people from trying a whole lot of home remedies before they come to the salon. When I was a child, my mom used Raid. Raid, like for ants. This is Comb It Out staffer Alexandra Guzman, by the way, their full-time comber. Uh, someone tell us, like, beer, gasoline, and put out in the hot sun. Kerosene. Oh, it all. Lysol. Um, Listerine, coconut oil, vinegar, olive oil. I think that's in your kitchen cabinet, I guess, they've tried to put. (laughs) Just soaking your hair in lime juice as well. Like, must have smelled great. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a range. Like, I'm just imagining the person who's like, kerosene, oh, that didn't work. Okay, mayonnaise. (laughs) You know, I mean, like, that's such a, like, what is it? Do you guys know where that's any of that comes from? The internet. (laughs) The internet. The world's most general specialist. Kerosene is supposed to kill it. Mayonnaise is supposed to smother it. Oil is supposed to smother it. Um, Listerine is supposed to kill it. They'll put like the whole jar of mayonnaise on their head and get a plastic bag tied up and go to sleep all night like that and then get up and rinse it out. If they still see an egg, repeat the process. And, you know, they'll keep their kids out of school for like two weeks trying all these Home. home remedies. And do they work? This is why we this is why we know of them because they don't work because they land up here like I've tried everything. A treatment costs $85 an hour plus another 20 or so for each additional 15 minutes. And remember, treatments take about two hours and you'll probably need to come back at least once. In the meantime, they send you home with a list of follow-ups. Wear hair up, wash anything that touched someone's head, put things like stuffed animals in plastic bags for a few weeks. And if you're not sure what you're looking for, they keep a handy guide at the front desk. Dead nits, nymphs, and full-grown lice taped to a card so you can look and compare them to whatever's in your hair. So they could touch it and they're not eked out. Sophia and Pam are not icked out. They're both in their 30s. They both have kids. Sophia got into lice combing first, kind of randomly, when someone offered her a gig while she was trying to escape a dead-end security job. She and Pam have been friends since high school, and they talked about what she was doing. At that point, Pam was about to be laid off, too. So once Sophia learned the trade, she taught Pam how to comb, and they went out on their own. Were you always this? Like, how did you how did you get to a place where you're just like, oh, yeah, see that one and pull this one over here? Honestly, though, sometimes when we get bad cases, we do freak out. Yeah, I was afraid they were crawling up my hand, you know, up my shoulder, onto my hair. But after, you know, I learned they don't jump, they don't fly. I'm not hugging every client, putting my head together. I wear my hair up in a bun, tight bun, and we de-lint. De-lint. They have those little scotch tape lint rollers everywhere. That's a very important factor if you don't do that. You know, when you're combing, there some of them, like, you know, come off when you comb, and they get on your shirt, and so you have to de-lint because you'll pull your shirt over your head and wham. Um, can you do a dry check first? I'm like, 
all itchy and just it's my head, you know. Okay. In the afternoon, a stressed out mom arrives. Her kids have had lice and now she needs to get checked. She asked me not to use her name, not even her first name. Remember about the drawn window shades? I was completely freaking out. I couldn't sleep. I'm up at three in the morning online, leaving messages for people. Sophia and Pam say this happens a lot, by the way. They come in in the morning and their voicemail is full of panicked messages. And unfortunately, they are not always problems they can solve. We have to sometimes stop people from bringing things into us. Like, it doesn't look like lice. Can I bring it in? Mm Mm-mm. Because it freaks us out thinking that somebody's going to bring a bed bug in here and thinking it's a lice. Like, oh, God. And we have combed out fruit flies out of people's hair before. Like, okay, that's a fruit fly. You're lice-free, but you've got fruit flies. Now that's a problem. The Specialist is a show about work you don't think about and the people who do it. It's edited by Julie Kane and sound designed and mixed by Seth Samuel, who also writes all our music. Special thanks in this episode to my friend and co-conspirator on this piece, Mother Jones Magazine senior editor Kira Butler, who told me about Lice Ladies in the first place and came in with this question. When I was a kid, I had lice probably three times, and my mom just bought a bottle of poison at the drugstore and dumped it over my head and combed it out at home. Do people not do that anymore? They do, but a lot of times they still end up at the lice ladies. You'll be able to read Kira's article about lice ladies at motherjones.com next week. The Specialist's radio home is KALW 91.7 FM in San Francisco. We are on Stitcher now, so you can find us there. And if you like what you hear, though, please still subscribe through iTunes and write us a review. It's the best way to help new listeners find us and new specialists, too. You can find the show on Twitter at The Specialist FM. Follow me at Reed Miner, R-E-E-D-M-I-N-E-R. And email me at specialistpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.